Welcome to Senior Connect, a podcast by Ogra. In the second part of our three-part series, host Andrea Parado begins to discuss different forms of expression a person with dementia may exhibit, as well as their causative factors. Some common forms of expression and intervention. Number one, if the individual is depressed or in pain, they would not know how to express it in words. They may be agitated, could yell and scream. If so, address the pain appropriately. Number two, agitation behavior is the inability to deal with stress. The key is to identify whether the behavior is event-related. If it is event-related, the individual must be removed from the event. Number three, the individual's immediate environment may cause stress. Modifying the environment may help with reducing stressors, such as shadowy lighting, mirrors, and loud noises. Number four, if confusion and agitation increase later in the day, suspect that fatigue may be a factor. Providing adequate rest to the individual will be helpful. Number five, wandering. Individuals with dementia wander for a reason. The exact reason may be hard to determine. Nevertheless, locking the individual in a room or restraining in a chair is inappropriate. Implement activities and adjust the environment to relieve agitation if possible. Minimize all safety risks. Outdoor walks and the use of outdoor wandering areas are also found to be beneficial. It is important to exclude pain, discomfort, and any other physical source as potential causes of wandering or pacing. Redirect pacing or restless behavior into productive activity or purposeful exercise. Make sure the individual gets plenty of regular physical exercise and movement. If wandering tends to occur at a particular time of day, distract the individual at that time. Number six, pacing. An individual who paces incessantly can burn off too many calories. High-calorie finger foods may help the problem. You can try to reduce pacing by providing inviting places for your loved one to sit and relax. Secondly, too much pacing can produce aches and pains. Number seven, screaming. Consider medical causes for screaming that the individual cannot verbalize, such as pain, depression, or hearing loss. Pain management, an auditory consult, or a psychiatric consult for depression and anxiety could be helpful. Evaluating an individual for depression and anxiety should be a standard practice. Number eight, gathering and shopping. An individual who rearranges objects around the home, hoards or appropriates others' possessions can be a disruptive nuisance. Providing the individual with a safe place where they can store items and you can retrieve them could be helpful. Providing the individual with a canvas shopping bag could also be helpful. Number nine, physical aggression. It is found to be associated with depression, psychosis, younger age, and use of psychotropic drugs. Physical aggression is commonly seen among males. In mild to moderate cases, Behavioral interventions are the first line of treatment. In severe persistent cases, atypical antipsychotics or mood stabilizers may be considered for a limited period. Getting a geriatric or a neuropsychiatric consult will be helpful. Number 10, 
belligerence, anger, or aggressive behaviors. Don't confront the person or try to discuss the angry behavior. The individual cannot reflect on their unacceptable behavior and cannot learn to control it. Do not initiate physical contact during the angry outburst. Often, physical contact triggers physical violence in the individual. Provide the individual with a timeout away from you. Let them have space to be angry by themselves. Withdraw in the direction of a safe exit. Distract the individual to a more pleasurable topic or activity. Look for patterns in the aggression. Consider factors such as privacy, independence, boredom, pain, or fatigue. Avoid those activities or topics that anger the individual. To help find any patterns, you might keep a log of when the aggressive episodes occur. If the individual gets angry when tasks are too difficult for them, break down tasks into smaller pieces. Let the individual play out the aggression. Just be sure that you are safe and that they are safe to themselves. Get help from others during the activities that anger the individual. Don't take the aggressiveness personally. Number 11. Hallucinations and Illusions Hallucinations can be the result of failing senses. Maintaining sameness and calmness in the environment can help reduce hallucinations. Also, violent movies or television can contribute to paranoia. Therefore, avoiding disturbing television programs can be helpful. When hallucinations or illusions occur, the following tips may help. Don't argue about what is real and what is fantasy. Discuss the individual's feelings relative to what they imagine they see. Respond to the emotional content of what the individual is saying rather than to the factual or fictional content. There could be a confusing stimulus, for example, shadowy lighting, television, or dolls. Remove the confusing stimulus. After removing the confusing stimulus, have the individual examined by a professional for signs of an atypical dementia, such as Lewy body dementia or Pick's disease. These may require different types of psychiatric and behavioral interventions. Number 12, suspicion. Confusion and loss of memory can also cause an individual to become suspicious of those around them. Sometimes the individual may accuse their caretakers of theft, betrayal, or some other improper behavior. Offer a simple answer to any accusations, but don't argue or try to convince them that their suspicions are unfounded. Distract the individual with another activity. If suspicions of theft are focused on a particular object that is frequently mislaid, such as a wallet, get a duplicate item on hand to quickly allay the individual's fears. Number 13, sexual aggression. Try to determine whether the sexual gesture is indeed sexual in nature and not an expression of the need to go to the bathroom. Speak with qualified professionals such as psychiatrists, social workers, and behavior management therapists to determine treatment options. Medications may not be useful in treating sexual symptoms. You may want to have the professional examine the individual for signs of an atypical dementia such as Lewy body's dementia or Pick's disease. These may require different types of psychiatric and behavioral interventions. Number 14, sleep problems. Brain disease often disrupts the sleep-wake cycle. 
Individuals with dementia may have wakefulness, disorientation, and confusion beginning at dusk and continuing throughout the night. This is called sundowning. There are two aspects to sundowning. The first aspect includes overstimulation and fatigue resulting in increased confusion, restlessness, and insecurity at night. The second aspect is afraid of darkness. The individual may seek out security and protection at night to alleviate their discomfort. Some ways to reduce nighttime restlessness. Improve sleep hygiene. Provide a comfortable bed. Reduce noise and light and play soothing music to help them get to sleep. If the individual prefers to sleep in a chair or on the couch rather than in a bed, make sure they don't fall out while sleeping. Maintain a regular sleep schedule. Be consistent with the time for sleeping and keep the nighttime routine the same. A bath, some warm milk, or sleepy tea before bed could be helpful. Keeping a low, dim nightlight on. Some individuals may imagine things in the dark and get upset. Stuffed animals or a pet could soothe them to sleep. Bedside commode. Walking to the bathroom in the middle of the night may wake the individual up too much and cause difficulty falling back to sleep. Having a bedside commode will shorten the walk and improve the probability of them falling back to sleep soon. It also could prevent falls in the night. Increased physical activity during daytime. Increased activity will help the individual feel more tired at bedtime. Monitor napping. If the individual seems very fatigued during the day, give them a short rest in the afternoon to regain their composure. This can lead to a better night's sleep. But don't let them sleep too long. Too much daytime napping can increase nighttime wakefulness. Limit the individual's caffeine intake during the day. Nighttime wakefulness and pacing. If the individual paces during the night, the caregiver should inspire and motivate the person to engage in a meaningful, purposeful activity. Do not restrain the individual in bed, but consider a hospital bed with guardrails in the later stages of Alzheimer's. If night wakefulness has gotten too hard to manage, consult with a doctor to seek medications to assist with sleep. A good night rest is very healthy for the human brain. A sleepless night could result in dysfunctional behaviors or sleep during daytime. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit us at www.okra.com for more great content.